What is up, my dudes? I am here with the amazing Chris fucking Jericho. Yes. <laughs> Welcome, Chris. Thank you very much. That was a great uh, intro there for me. I appreciate that. <laughs> I wasn't sure if we could uh, swear on your uh, podcast, and now I know oh, that we yeah. can. <laughs> fucking swear all you want, dude. <laughs> how, how are you holding up in the uh, lockdown? I was going to ask you that. Like, it's crazy right now. You know, it's so strange because, um, you know, we watch a lot of horror movies and, you know, that sort of thing. And it really is like it, it, we had just talked about, like, for example, Train to Busan and just how it's like this zombie apocalypse and how it all kind of happens. And, you know, it's it's not quite a zombie apocalypse, but it's so crazy about how all the stuff that we've watched and read our whole lives we're living in the middle of it now in a lot of ways. It's, it's, so it's uh, so very strange, you know, very strange. But like a way more boring version. <laughs> yeah, it's it's almost like, you know, it, they take the zombie out of it, but it, I've been reading The Shining again. And, or sorry, not The Shining, oh, yeah. the, the Stand by oh, okay. uh, Stephen King, which I've read, a pro I don't know, probably three or four times, which in the course of a lifetime, it's a thousand pages, so that's a lot of times. But now I'm reading it again. And it's because I wanted to kind of see how it relates to what we're going through now. And it's so similar. The, really? only, the only difference is that in the stand, the uh, the virus, Captain Trips is what it's called, is like 97% or 99% fatal. Ours is less than 2%. But the way that the society is kind of breaking down is, is very similar. So uh, it is definitely something out of a Stephen King movie for sure. You know, it's funny. I've never actually seen or read that, even though my boss is in it. <laughs> Your boss is in The Stand? Yeah. He, um, Stephen King named a character after him, and he played it in the in the miniseries. Really? Joe Bob, yeah. Joe Bob Briggs? Deputy Joe Bob Brentwood. Oh, Joe Bob Brentwood. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Oh, I didn't know he played that in the miniseries. Because the miniseries, it's tough to do... Um, I remember, I remember the miniseries. It's like they did a miniseries for it around the same time frame. And it's really hard to do on TV. And it's really hard to do within the course of three hours. If you wanted to do the stand properly, you would have to almost do it the way they did with it in the theaters of two, three hour movies. But uh, oh, that's funny that, uh, <laughs> that Joe Bob Brentwood, I just read him about him right now. He's the, uh, he's the good sheriff that ends up dying of, uh, of Captain Trips. Spoiler alert. Yes. <laughs> Well, people have been coming to me nonstop with him, like clips from that movie since it started. So I figure I need to watch it and see the, yeah, the parallel. You know, it's, it's, it's once again, re watching the miniseries without reading the book first is kind of not the same. It's not the same. And, and, and it's like, it's, you got to be careful with Stephen King adaptations because the books are so good and they're so detailed. And there's so many plots and subplots and sub characters that it's almost a shame if, if you don't read the book first, but like I said, it's a big undertaking because it is a thousand pages long. But what the fuck else are you going to do? time to do it. Down, exactly. So. <laughs> okay, you know what? I am absolutely going to read that book first. There you go. Go check it out. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to thank you because you are helping make people's quarantines so much better in so many ways. Like your Saturday night specials that you do. Mm -hmm. People are having so much fun with that. Are you getting like a lot of good feedback from that? Yeah, I mean, I, um, once again, you know, I'm an entertainer. It's what I do. 
and I always try and stay ahead of the curve. Like if you even talk about podcasting, I mean, I'm on well into my seventh year, it'll be seventh year anniversary in December. So um, I like to be creative. I like to, um, you know, put up different projects that, that people, that people enjoy and that they enjoy being a part of. And um, the Saturday special came out of the fact where I noticed a lot of people were doing kind of Instagram Q and A's and, that sort of thing. And I thought, well, why don't I, I've got nothing to do on Saturday night. And obviously something that I'm pretty good at is coming up with like catchphrases or memorable names and Saturday night special just popped into my head. Um, obviously it's a Leonard Skinner song also covered by the great armored saint, which is how I got into the song. Um, and I just thought the first thing I had in mind was um, the Saturday night special and I'll open it with the Bay city rollers, S A T U R D A Y night and then um, go into Saturday special. Then I'll just start the show. What, what is the show? I don't know. I'll just ask, <laughs> answer some questions and tell some stories and maybe sing some songs. Um, and it's so entertaining though. And so many of us that have nothing going on right now are so, I definitely look forward to it like every week. And this week with Kevin Smith that you had, he, that was just such an amazing show. I think it got to a lot of people in like a really positive way well thank you and it's funny because you know I, the one thing i'm not you know ahead of the curve on is technology and so i really didn't know how to do it and, and neither did kevin I mean, we're, <laughs> we're, we're the creative guys we don't know how to work the cameras and, and all that sort of thing so and i even had a social media guy and he didn't really know either so i said well i'll do one and i'm sure somebody will have a different way of, of doing this technology so i literally set up the um the laptop skyped kevin then angle the laptop towards my home computer on the camera there. And just, uh, it was super Frankenstein MacGyver, but it worked. Like you said, people got it. Into worked. It. Well, thank you. It was adorable to like see all the mistakes and everything. It, just, it made it so real and so fun. And that, sing along is just like awesome. It's fun, right? And that's what I wanted. Like this is not supposed to be perfect. I mean, we have something on, uh, on, on AW Dynamite tonight even. And when you see it, you'll know. I mean, we filmed it on our iPhones from five different cities and just pieced it together. And it's like, this is what this is the world we live in right now to where um, it's not perfect. It's not supposed to be perfect. Like we're watching Netflix specials on the Tiger King that are filmed from people's houses. And that's just yeah. the world we live in and everybody gets it. And I got the idea from, I saw, um, they did an iHeartRadio show um, a few weeks ago where they were filming from their house. And I thought, well, we can do that too. And I'll just do it from my computer and just go with the flow. It's like hanging out with your friends and drinking on a Saturday night. And that's kind of what we did. And that's and that's what you get. So it's not exactly perfect, but it's fun. And uh, like you said, there's a lot of people that look forward to it because we really collectively don't have a lot going on right now. I think you might keep doing it after, like when we're all able to walk around. Yeah, I mean, my thing is, I'm, you know, it's like uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn, Glenn Ross, always be closing, always be thinking of ideas. And the first thing I did when, um, when I did the first show and saw the rating that I got, which was almost a quarter of a million downloads and views. Damn. Um, <laughs> of course, then you start looking for a sponsor. And right now it's kind of hard to look for a sponsor because there's not a lot of you know, a lot of advertisers going for obvious reasons, but when this does end, I think, you know, if I can carve out a little niche and people want to watch it, then I'll figure something out, you know, maybe change it to a Sunday night special. So I don't have to, um, 
You know, up your Saturdays. You locked down my Saturdays, exactly. But we'll see what happens. I mean, right now, Casey, we don't really know how much longer we have in this because I kind of equate it to um, when you go to get on your flight and it's delayed and they say, your flight is delayed 15 minutes. And then 15 minutes later, they go, oh, your flight's delayed another 15 minutes. Oh, God. You know, it's exactly like that and it sucks. Yeah. I mean, you know, so uh, I will kind of deal with, with every week as it comes. But now I know I can have guests and I've figured out better software so that uh, it's a, a lot easier to do. And so I'll continue to, to do it as, for as long as I have to to keep people entertained during these strange times. How, how bad is Florida right now? Are you guys like super locked down? Like, I, I, I think I've heard you're kind of lenient compared well, to Well, not necessarily. I mean, I went to the bank today and, and there was probably 20 people in there. Uh, all space. What? All space. That's madness. I know. <laughs> space, uh, space six feet apart, but everyone was wearing masks. I was one of the only ones not wearing a mask. And it's just like now we're getting to the masks now and – there's a curfew here uh, between 9 p.m. and 5 a.m., which really pisses me off because that's starting to get into martial law. Uh, you want to talk conspiracies, you know, right there. Oh, my it's God, a huge seriously. One. You know, I mean, how how quickly was the whole world basically put under wraps and forced to stay at home? Less than two months. And now if I want to go out for a late-night drive because I'm, you know, freaking out or, or, or feeling cabin fever, I can't do it after 9 o'clock. So that kind of starts to bother me. But um, I think at this point in time, what, and let me rephrase that. The reason for the curfew is people weren't taking it seriously. So there were a lot of people still having parties and still, you know, house parties and all this shit. And it's, it's like one of those things in, you know, in high school. One person spoils it for everybody else. <laughs> and that's kind of where it is. So hopefully we'll start to, um, you know, plateau and, and start going down a bit so they can they can loosen up some of these restrictions but as of right now i think we're all pretty much on the same boat the only difference is i don't live like in downtown la or downtown new york or wherever i kind of live out in the middle of nowhere as it is so it's not as Dude, bad you're quarantined yeah you're quarantined this is great <laughs> i know i mean i live like on, on your yeah on your feed it's i'm so jealous because they, they even closed the beaches here we're not allowed they have a fence around the whole coast uh, i mean that's that's crazy i mean the one thing is we live on a lake and it's a big lake but it's encircled by houses so there's no cops on the lake it, it's pretty private so um you can go out for for a boat ride if you want or whatever it may be and it's something you know it's something um but like, yeah like you said i mean it's it's pretty strange all across the board for everybody all right well enough of that let's move on to something happier. <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's talk about horror movies okay wait real quick first sure like, sure of course Brady. tom brady coming to the box how do you feel first of all i just saw your text kreskin is going to be pissed that's great <laughs> <laughs> um uh yes i talk well i'm not a huge football fan but i think it's great for for the city of tampa i mean obviously the guy is, is a difference maker and when you have you know football is a lot like like hockey uh or or any 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 team you need the the, the one guy who's going to um make a difference and who can win a game on his own brady is definitely one of those guys and Tampa is also a very fair weather town, meaning if the team is doing good, the seats are filled. If the team is doing bad, nobody gives a shit. So I think it provides a much needed boost to the, to the local economy and the local, you know, uh, fanaticism for the Bucks. And it gives, you know, people across the country something to talk about that's equated 
to the Bucks. So I think it's pretty cool. I'm looking forward to it. All of a sudden, I'm a Bucks fan, and it's really weird. Well, because you're a, yeah, because you're a big Brady fan, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like I follow Brady anywhere but Dallas, probably. Well, and even if he did go to Dallas, you might second guess it. I'd have to think about right. it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So horror. When we announced to you yesterday that you were going to be a guest for the season premiere of The Last Driving, which, by the way, thank you very much for doing that. Oh, for sure, yeah. Uh, people were like, most people were very happy, but we heard from some diehards that don't know you very well. They're like, why would you just have a wrestler on? Like, you'd have people that know about horror and care about that. I'm like, you have no idea. So I just want to try to um, explain to some people that don't know how you're horror aficionado, like seriously. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're always going to get that. I mean, there's always, uh, it's true, but I, I knew the first time when I met you and you interviewed Joe Bob, like you guys started talking about like sleepaway camp too. And I don't even remember. Probably, I was probably just, like, in awe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things that, that it, it still makes me laugh that for as long as I've been on the scene and all the different things that I've done that people still go, what? You have a wrestler on. It's like, if, if you know anything I about know. Chris Jericho or anything about anybody, like it's like, you can have other interests. You know, I don't just sit down and talk about wrestling. You know, I could never do that. If you look at my podcast or talk is Jericho, it's all wrestling, music, horror, paranormal, you know, whatever, whatever's interesting to me, I'll have it on. So, um, but point being anybody that, that, that doesn't uh, appreciate me on the show, um, hopefully they'll watch it anyways and see that we definitely know the movie that we're talking about and probably know more about horror than any of the people that are bagging me for being on the show. So, um, oh, it, you know. I just make it clear. It's, it's very much the minority. It's just, I'm, I was shocked that anybody didn't know that about you, I guess. Yeah. And I, yeah. There, there's a reason you're co-hosting and not just coming out as a guest. It's because you know your shit, especially I don't, they don't like me talking about the movies, but fuck it. Cause we're, we're going to show blood sucking freaks. Cause you are a big fan of that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah it, it's funny because it, now that I'm, you know, we're allowed to actually mention it. I mean, it's one of those, <laughs> it's one of those. We're, things, we're going rogue here. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're going off the chart. Hey, listen, there's no rules in this day and age. Exactly. anyways. So why <laughs> fucking bother? Um, it's, it's one of the movies that, uh, I've really enjoyed over the years to the point where once again, anybody that knows me from wrestling will know that, um, that I am, uh, even, I'm sorry, I even used the name Ralphus 22 yes. years ago as one of my minions in WCW. So, uh, we discovered that I used to be in a, in a it was called the cheap ass movie club. It was when we were in, in, in high school and that was back in the VHS days, the late eighties, you'd go to the local, it was called shortstop and it was a convenience store and they had like a book rack, comic book rack, but instead of comic books, there was VHS movies in there and they're all really shitty uh, horror movies for some reason. And that's how we got into it. Like we got to, let's see what this one is like. Oh, it's, you know, it's, it's blood sucking freaks or it's basket case or it's, you know, uh, from hell or it's, uh, it's, it's reanimator or it's, you know, uh, the beast within and all these different movies like this. There's, there's others too, that like the house, the house in the cemetery. I can't remember. There's another Jallos. Anyways, it was, it was, yeah, a house by the cemetery. House the cemetery that's it. so there was a combination of Jallo and, and, you know, good old fashioned eighties sex horror movies like Sleepaway camp Two, And then there was some really deep, serious ones like blood sucking freaks. Not that it's serious, but when you're watching, I know, what? But it's very depraved though. Like when you don't know what you're watching, that's true. 
I mean, it, 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 even when we talked about it, I mean, this movie is bad. It, it's depraved and it's super un PC for the times. But, anyways, what you would do is. For now, it is. Like, yes. I, I think people are probably going to go crazy. Absolutely. <laughs> it's crazy. You know, even just watching it back after not having seen it for years. But that's how we started. So you would go and you would rent one and you would have to pitch it to the other guys in the group. Each guy would choose what that looked interesting. And then you would have to sell yours as to why we should choose this one. And then if yours was chosen, then, then you watch it. And if it's good, then you get a pat on the back. If it's bad, then you don't get to choose ever again. Or one time there's a movie called Rabid Grannies that we actually uh, took a hammer and smashed it because we didn't want anybody to ever have to be subjected to such a piece of shit ever again. So Aww. once again, anybody, you know, the, the minority that's bagging on me for being on the show, if you haven't seen Rabid Grannies, then you have no, nothing you can say to me about being on the show. And if you have seen Rabid Grannies, then you know we're kindred spirits anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to throw some like random horror questions at you. Sure. Just super basic. Cool. Okay. So your Halloween theory, by the way, it was just amazing. And people still ask me about it. Thank you for sending that in oh yeah um well yeah guys asked me to, to contribute something and i wanted to do something different like see for me if you catch me at the right time because i'm usually super busy but there's certain times if you catch me at the right time which you did um yay, yay I'll, I'll you know i'll actually because everything i do i never want to call anything in i never want to phone anything i don't care if it's the biggest the big or the smallest of the small so as soon as i was asked the question I start thinking, well, I know everyone's going to say, well, because he's evil incarnate. And that that's fine if you just, you know, Donald Pleasance in the movie saying it. <laughs> but really, what's the reason? So let me put some thought into this. Let's go back to the lineage of Michael Myers. And obviously, okay, so he first kills his sister when he comes home and finds her naked after banging her boyfriend. Well, then it all started there. So why would he do it? Well, because he wanted to have sex with his sister. So then I look up the term to see if there is such a thing, which, of course, there is, whatever the... the the Greek mythology Latin term was, and then just kind of write some, some stuff around that. So it made for uh, a fun theory, if nothing else. <laughs> no, it's a great theory. You got a lot of people thinking. Yeah. Well, that's, and that's the thing. Horror doesn't, doesn't just because you like horror movies, doesn't mean that you're, that you're stupid. Just like, like wrestling or, or heavy metal, just because you like these things doesn't mean that you're some kind of, you know, eternally stoned moron who doesn't have a, a theory and doesn't have a mind. So, I like doing stuff like that because it kind of breaks out of the mold of what horror movie fans, uh, what, the, what the cliche horror movie fan is supposed to be. So um, I like trying to think a little bit deeper for some of those things. Other times I just want to watch someone's cock get cut off and eaten in a dick dog. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that either. <laughs> Not, well, from my, Actually, from, from my point of view, there would be. But then we can call him Felissa and talk about it. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Have you noticed that a lot of like wrestling fans and horror, like they, they overlap? In some ways, yeah. I mean, there, there's a certain time frame, especially from my generation, eight, uh, late 80s, early 90s. Um, you know, now there's now the, we played video games when I was a teenager too, but now video games and internet, uh, as far as YouTube and that sort of thing, that's, that's kind of the new now for, for, for kids in their teens. Whereas when I was a teenager, it was horror movies and heavy metal and wrestling. Those are the three things that kind of all tied in together. And to this day, they still kind of do. That's why you see a lot of horror movie fans that are Kiss fans. 
and a lot of Kiss fans are wrestling fans because there's a certain genre uh, and there's a certain crossover that appeals to 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 to, to all three larger than life characters. Um, I mean, take The Undertaker, take Alice Cooper, and take you know Gene Simmons, uh, and take uh, sorry uh, for a horror movie character, take a uh, uh, Phantom of the Paradise. Um, uh, nice. Winston, Winston Leach, <laughs> Winslow Leach, take all those three and put them together. And they're really, you know, very similar in a lot of ways, kind of outcasts from society who are very ghoulish and have some sort of character that you can dress up as on Halloween. I mean, that all kind of fits the same, the same mindset. So there are a lot of similarities between those three. Uh, and I think it's from the generation that we came out of, which was still about buying music and buying comic books and going to the theater to see the movie. That's the only place you can see them. So all that stuff kind of, uh, kind of relates. That's a really good point. Let's see. I told you. I'm just like, about it. No, I know. You're like so <laughs> deep with that. I, I just like watch and enjoy. But you have reasons behind everything, and that's cool. Well, because like I said, because I I, I I like all three of them. So what's the reason for that? And that's And that's it. Well, I do too, but I never thought about it. I couldn't tell you why. It's like, they're all cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, okay. there you go. <laughs> okay, now just the straight up nerdy horror people questions. Sure. So what is your favorite Halloween sequel? Because um, I have to assume you like the first one the best, right? Oh, I do like the first one the best. As a matter of fact, I still think it's one of the best horror movies of all time. If not, it's not the best. Um, it's hard to say, though, because I just, I just watched The Thing the other night, not to get off topic. Um, I showed my kids the thing, and I'll tell you what, man. That was that their first watch. Uh, it was, yeah. And they, wow, did they like it? Well, they hated it because because the dog scene. They hate they hate mm. seeing animals die. But just watching it back, um, it's so well done. It holds up so well. It's so scary. It's one of the best endings where you actually have to think because when it ends, some people are just like, "Oh, that's a shitty ending." It's like, no, it's actually a great ending. Because it ta- it's, it ends exactly the way that they discussed earlier on. Like what happens to the, to the thing? Well, it hibernates uh, in the winter. And then when the rescue cruise comes, it continues its, you know, its, its contamination rate, which, you know, is very similar to what we're talking about with coronavirus. And then at the end of the movie, well, what's going to happen? Well, let's just sit here for a while and see what happens. Either they're both infected, one is infected, or neither is infected. And either way, those two guys are fucked. In one way, the whole human race is fucked. So let's hope that it's both guys aren't, aren't infected and they both just die. But it's so well done. But um, uh, anyways, I had forgotten about – what's the one that you guys just showed? Halloween 5 or 4? Or was it 4? on said both. Yeah, four, 4. 4 is the one that I watched back because 5 is pretty shitty. Uh, and yeah, yeah, but four was like you know this is really well done. I really enjoy uh, enjoy this. So I would say probably Halloween four is my favorite of uh, the official sequels. How about you? Does part three count as an official? I mean, I, I guess it does. Yeah, it does. I mean, I almost think that's a standalone movie. Um, it's associated with Halloween by the name. So when I think of sequels, I don't include it. Obviously, it's it's probably the best out of all of them besides one and maybe two. But I, if you're going with official sequels with Michael Myers involved, I would go with four. Okay. I would go with H2O then. Because okay. That's the first that's the first one I ever saw of them, and it made me go back and rewatch all oh, of them. Oh, wow. Okay, that's cool. That was your first Halloween experience. 
yeah and i was like this is great i need to watch more of these <laughs> see i remember um i remember seeing halloween on television probably i'd seen about 1980 because i remember watching it I, my parents would go out of town and i would stay at my grandpa's house and um it's kind of old school house basement probably made in the you know early 1900s so it's kind of almost like a haunted house to begin with even though nothing ever happened there's no ghosts or anything but i remember watching it downstairs in the basement and it just being freaked out so bad i remember listening to cool in the gang celebration because i had bought the the 45 record and that I, I listened to cool in the gang and i watched halloween and around the same time frame that's when my, i made my grandfather take me to damien omen three uh sorry the final conflict omen three which is just one of the worst movies ever on top of that. So <laughs> I remember seeing on a TV back in those time frames. So, but, but it, and it was super scary. It still is. But, uh, but that was my first Halloween movie was actually the first one. Is that the movie that scared you the most? Do you think? I think so. Just because the time, frame, but there's two others that fall into that time frame. One is uh, uh, Omen two. Uh, that's Damien Omen two. And the reason for that is once again, it was on TV. So, and they would replay it so you can watch it two or three times. Keep this in mind, this is pre uh, VHS recorders. So you all, all that you were able to see was what was on TV and, and what you could watch in the theater. So Damien Omen 2 came out and it was on TV a few years later and scared the shit out of me to this day, to the point where I'm going to do a watch along for Omen 2 with Kevin Smith, who also loves that movie for the same reason. Um, and, awesome. and then the other one that got me was uh, Amityville Horror 2, The Possession, which I did see in the theater for my friend's birthday party. And if you haven't seen that one, that is super creepy because it's about, it's the reason why the Amityville house is haunted and how uh, Ronald murders his family in the middle of the night with a shotgun uh, because he's possessed by the devil. It's it, You watch it back and it's a little bit creepy. But when you see that murder scene, it's fucking scary. To this day, still scares me. So those are the earliest ones that I can remember just being super scared of and, and, and creeped out by. And here's one more that I have to bring up just because I, I brought up the other day. Did you ever see a movie called Burnt Offerings? Oh, for sure. That is really creepy. Haunted house, family turns on each other, mother turns on father, father turns on the kids. It's got creepy old ladies, a creepy limo driver, creepy soundtrack. It's fucking really weird. So if you guys haven't seen that one, go check out Burnt Offerings. You got me distracted by that. I forgot I was going to ask next. Oh, did, oh well. did I throw you off? <laughs> no, I just, you just got me thinking about Burnt Offerings. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's funny because the anthrax record Among the Living, that's what we were talking about, how that guy looks like the guy from Burnt Offerings. but it's actually, Oh, my God, he does. He does, but it's actually the guy from Poltergeist 2, the, the creepy reverend. That's who it officially is. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, so there you go. A little, little burnt offerings trivia for you guys. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to throw two more quick things at you and I'll let you go. Sure. When I'm super curious, no one, every time I say this to somebody, they laugh, but Pumpkinhead and dip, Dipshit? Yes. Is that in any way a reference to Pumpkinhead? Uh, obviously, I thought about it. And here's, here's something. To, uh, I just, I love the idea of calling somebody, like a few years ago, I did the stupid idiot thing which is so basic and it's the worst insult ever, but people like it. So I just like- You make it work. Well, thank you. And I'm going through a new phase now where I just like calling someone a fat head. Uh, kick him in his fat head. Look at that guy, look at that fat head. 
and Pumpkinhead kind of uh, kind of made me laugh. So Pumpkinhead and Dipshit, I think I just came up with that on the spot and said it, and everybody loves it. So uh, Fathead, Pumpkinhead, Dipshit, all that stuff is kind of in the Chris Jericho realm. So it is a homage to Pumpkinhead, but I'm not saying Pumpkinhead, the crazed uh, Halloween monster killer. It's actually <laughs> someone with a big fat head. <laughs> it's true. That's why it could work both ways. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Okay. And this one's probably the geekiest question, <laughs> but it was submitted by someone. So, Fatal 4-Way, Michael Myers, Leatherface, Jason Freddy. Who you got? Great, great call. And that's always the uh, eternal question, <laughs> right? So, I'm going to go Fatal 4-Way Elimination. Um, All right. I'm going to take out Freddy first because I, I just – I got over Nightmare on Elm Street very early on. I saw the first one with a young Johnny Depp, by the way. Um, and – just kind of got over the whole dream thing. I didn't, I didn't dig it. I didn't get it to me. Like I like supernatural horror movies, but there has to be a reason to me. And the guy that can penetrate your dreams, I just see that as kind of stupid and kind of impossible. So Freddie's out right away. Um, I like that. Okay. After that, uh, uh, Leatherface, get rid of him because Leatherface has no personality. Um, and technically there's really only one Leatherface movie. I mean, there's one years, years, years later, which is still kind of cool, but the original Leatherface, just a big blocky guy, Gunnar Hansen with a, you know, a human face on his head. It's great, but he doesn't, not that you smile or wink or anything like that, but, but there's a personality about the other two that comes across, even though they have masks. Um, Michael Myers and Freddie, that's a real tough one because both have had their ups and downs. Both have been amazing and both have been completely stupid. Uh, <laughs> both have had just psycho killer powers and both have had magical powers that really kind of bother me after a while. But um, I'm going to eliminate Jason and put Michael Myers <gasps> over for the win. And I'll tell you why. No. Yes, for one, one reason and one reason only. Um, Jason punches a guy in the head during a boxing match knocks his head off and it falls into a dumpster and the lid closes. That's stupid. He actually punched somebody's head off. That's impossible. I don't buy it. I don't like it. The end. Every but he could do that to Michael Myers. No, but, but Michael Myers, I'm talking about film characters and logic. Michael Myers has never done anything that doesn't make sense as far as a kill. I mean, obviously there's been scenarios and stupid scenes and all this stuff, but like I like, like I said, to me, it has to make some semblance of sense. And you're also talking with the guy that used to debate whether the hellion from Judas Priest could kill uh, Eddie from Iron Maiden. So I've been through all these <laughs> debates before, and and my answer was the guy's like, well, the hellion's got missiles on the side, so he could kill Eddie. I'm like, well, but Eddie controls the devil. Look at the cover of Number the Beast. The devil is controlling oh, Eddie, but Eddie's controlling the devil. So the Hellion would shoot those missiles at him. I don't care if they're nuclear fucking warheads. Eddie would just point to it, and the power of Satan would make them disintegrate. So Eddie wins. So uh, it's Michael Myers for the win, uh, and the next round would be Michael Myers versus Eddie for Iron Maiden. From Eddie, Eddie for Iron Maiden. See what happens there. Wow, awesome. Which okay, I also need to thank you for introducing me to Iron Maiden. Oh wow. Especially I went to I went to see Fozzie and you guys were close to LA for the first time ever, I think. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, we, in a while. In a while, yeah. So I went I went to Iron Maiden to check out Fozzie and I wasn't really planning on staying, but it was amazing. What a great show, right? 
it was so good yeah and then I'll, the people around me were like trying to talk iron maiden to me i'm like i don't really know much i'm just here for fun and they're like what <laughs> you realize iron maiden is like amazing right i did not but now i do <laughs> well there was some people that were there for fun so that was cool i'm glad that you were one of them no totally it was uh one of the get- one of the coolest shows that we've ever played for sure um which is so funny i mean that was only Gosh, six to eight months ago, but it feels like 10 years ago with all the stuff that's been going on ever since. So. Oh, it does. I'm sorry that the, the Bozzy tour got rescheduled. It's supposed to be happening starting up this week or something, right? Well, um, yes. And uh, uh, yeah, you're right. It was, it was it was supposed to start this week. And But listen, we get it. Um, it's just the way that it is. And we were able to postpone all of our dates to July and August because this is one of our strongest selling tours in a while. We had a bunch of sold out shows, a bunch of 80, 90% capacity. So we're able to postpone the shows. Hopefully July and August is far enough back, but here we are, you know, April 15th and we don't know for sure. So um, either way, we're working on a new record and, uh, you know, we're not going anywhere. So hopefully we'll be able to, to be out there and playing some great shows very, very soon, along with all the other amazing bands we've had to postpone over the last two or three months. Yeah, I guess everybody's in that boat. But I look forward to checking it out, like a whole Fozzie show when you guys are back on tour. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we've got 30 minutes of Maiden, but um, you got a taste of it. Now you, get to see, you have to come see the whole thing. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ask you one question here uh, before we go. What's your favorite horror movie of all time? Or if, if you can't do that, give me a top three. Oh, well, my very favorite is Scream. Is it really? Oh, wow. <laughs> No hesitation. Yeah, that movie means like so much to me. I put up a YouTube video where I got really stoned and talked about it. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And then um, Friday the 13th Part 4 would be my second favorite. Interesting. Part 4. Oh, that's the Feldman one, right? Yeah. Corey Feldman. That's the Glover one. <laughs> oh, okay. But, but, the, but, the Corey, but Corey yes, Feldman yes, said, right, right. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Part 3 would change a lot. Right, right now, I'd probably say... Maybe Prom Night 2. That's one of, and that's, that's, and that's the movie you introduced me to because I had never seen that. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. So, uh, and you liked it, right? I did like it. Yeah, absolutely. So there, was, there, there was a whole section. Like there, The thing is, there were so many of those movies that came out around that time frame that it was hard to pick and choose. So I was really, uh, I would look at the covers of the movies and I was like, okay, there's, you know, there's Happy Birthday to Me and there's. Uh, bloody valentine and then there's april fool's day and then there's you know there's easter whatever and it's like every single occasion has one so the time prom night came around i was like you know what i'm gonna skip this one uh uh but i'm glad i could, I'm glad. I could see the box not being like enticing exactly yeah because like i said you had to debate and 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 uh and get your movie chosen and if it had a bad box uh you might not get chosen no matter how good the movie was. And if it had a good box, like rabid grannies had a good box, a good cover. <laughs> and you're like, this is going to be great. And you watch it. And it's one of my most hated genres of movies, horror comedies. I fucking hate horror comedies. I don't like them. Uh, I, I, once again, I'm very specific about my horror and I don't want any comedy. I don't want funny moments, but uh, horror comedies drive me crazy. So uh, don't, don't, don't ever, Bring any of those up to me. I'm just telling you right now. What about like Army of Darkness? Do you count that? I do count it because it's well done, and um, obviously it's Ash. So 
right so it's like a conflict like it's kind of a lot of comedy for sure but yeah exactly yeah exactly it's still great it's well done and because evil dead is not a comedy and that goes in there as one of the scariest too because it's it's very scary and very foreboding. It scared the shit out of me the first time I saw it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. So, I think that your choices are good. And I love the fact they're they're, uh, <laughs> they're, they're diverse. Um, and that's what the best thing about horror, the horror genre is. There's so many different uh, uh, elements that to, to check out. Uh, have you seen the documentary, The 50 Best Horror Movies That You've Never Seen on Netflix? No. Yes, I just, uh, my friend uh, was checking it out. I just Googled it and it looks pretty good. Burn Offerings is, is involved. It's like 50, uh, 50 great horror movies that you haven't seen. So something that you, that, oh, wow. uh, you guys might want to watch if you're... Um... I would be curious what they think we haven't seen. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so, so much for being here. No, my pleasure. I'm excited uh, that uh, uh, we're able to do this, The Last Drive-In. It's going to be a great show. And you are amazing uh, for that too. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. People are going to love you. Yeah. And we have to get a sing along happening. Yeah, that's right. I, I did the song <laughs> for it. And if you guys go to try.shutter.com and put in the, uh, the, the code Jericho, you get a 30 month, uh, sorry, a 30 day free tryout of the shutter channel. And if you guys are horror fanatics, uh, as I am, as, as, as Darcy is here, um, there's so much great stuff on there. So go check it out for sure. And, uh, come watch us on the last drive. That's so sweet. Thank you. I love that they gave you your own code. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. They gave me my own code. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so great talking to you and hopefully uh, you stay safe and hopefully we'll get a chance to, uh, to see each other soon and talk some more horror movies. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Be safe. You too. Bye. Bye. Always be closing.